righty. Well, come on in tonight. It's good to have you. Time for church to start. So kids, find mom and dad wherever they're at and sit with them, please, for worship. Kids are in with us tonight. Well, happy Wednesday. It's good to see you. some uh, quick announcements tonight uh, before we get into worship. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. This Sunday, can y'all hear me in the back? This coming Sunday is our uh, church Christmas party. So, uh, right after church on Sunday, we're going to head over to the Millers, okay? So, uh, bring some food to share, um, and uh, if you want to, by the way, we're going to exchange some gifts. So for adults, it's uh, you can spend up to $10 for that gift exchange. The youth are also going to do a gift exchange, so if, the, if you want your young person to participate in that, um, if you want your young person to participate in that, it's $5 per gift. Thank you. They're, they're having a hard time hearing out here. Um, let me start over with the announcements then. Okay, thank you. This coming Sunday, uh, we have our church Christmas party right after church. It's over at the Miller's, so right when church is over, we're going to head over there and uh, bring aside this to share, and we're going to provide the uh, fried chickens, what we got coming, and the drinks. But if you want to participate, we have a couple di different gift exchanges happening, one for adults, and it's just the kind of thing where you, you bring something, we kind of pass it around. You can spend up to 10 bucks to be a part of that. Or just bring some junk from your house. I don't care. And for the, uh, for the youth, there's also one. They can spend up to $5 for that gift exchange if they want to. It's just something we'll just pass around. Uh, and for the kids, we'll have something for the kids to open while they're there. So that's this coming Sunday. But if you want to come and don't want to do that, that's fine too. Just come and hang out in fellowship. Uh, bring your euchre cards and all that kind of stuff. We'll just have a good time uh, hanging out together. That's this Sunday after church. Also, uh, the kids... Uh, the kids have special stuff every Sunday morning in the month of December. This coming Sunday, they got uh, cocoa and cookies along with their uh, lesson as, as they're going to have this week. So uh, make sure they're aware of that and bring them on out for that. And other than that, let's stand up on our feet. We're going to worship together tonight. But how about I just, uh, let's just open in prayer. Lord Jesus, we ask you to come tonight. Lord, we ask that your presence it comes in and is in the house with us. Lord, that there, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that stands in the way of a time with you for the next few moments. Lord, Lord we come here because we, we want to, to be with you in a, in a very localized way. Lord, Lord, and I ask that you are present with us. Lord, there's nobody here, nobody here that would leave this place without knowing that, that you are with them and you are with us. So, Lord Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come. Blow like a wind in this house tonight. Burn like a fire. Lord, we ask, we ask that, that the, the greatest thing that could happen... It's just a touch from you tonight. 
Lord, we praise you and we worship you. We sing these songs together. I pray that, that you are glorified, that we do so unified together tonight in Jesus' name. Unified together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's all sing together tonight.
God is not his Lord. He has chosen another path. And he will forever be changed because of that. Let us not believe that there is God, but not call upon him as Lord. Let the chains fall and the fear bow because if we just believe in him, but we don't call him as Lord, we have not given him the authority in our life that he deserves. We have not given him the place in our lives that he deserves. He is called Lord, I believe it's over 700 times in the Bible. He's only called Savior 25 times. It's important that he is Lord of your life. Lord, we just give you that place in our lives tonight. We want to have a closer relationship than you just being God. We want to be sons and daughters, Father. We want to call you Lord. We want to lay down our lives for you. We want to give you the authority over everything, Lord, over our finances, over our families, God, over our work, Lord, over our activities, God. We want to give you free reign, Lord. I don't want to just call you God. I want a deeper relationship with you. One where the chains fall, Lord, not where I'm chained. One where the freedom comes, God. We give you that place in our lives tonight. Chains fall.
Well, it's good to see y'all tonight. Turn to your neighbor or the closest person to you and just tell them that looks fabulous tonight. Let them know. Looks fabulous tonight. And it's not a lie, it's the truth. Not a lie. Well, it's good to have you. Let's, uh, let's uh, prepare your tithe and offering your giving tonight. So if you have something, uh, as always, envelopes are in chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around and one of the ushers will help you out. Um, and let me, let me pray over that. And then if you have something, you can break it down, these baskets down here. Lord, we thank you uh, to, to be with you, to, to have time in your presence tonight. For you are wonderful and you are worthy. And, and I pray that as, as we give, as we give, Lord, that uh, you just consistently show yourself faithful, because you are. And, and Lord, that we, we can trust in you, we can lean into you, 
in all the areas of our lives, including our finances, Lord, that, that you will see us through. It doesn't always mean it'll be easy, but you will see us through. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. amen. So if you have something, you can bring it. And as they're bringing it, you can get your Bibles out. And I'll give you a head start. You can look for the book of Micah. There you go. The book of Micah. So go ahead and, and uh, look for that near, near, the, near the end of your Old Testament and find that. When I, when I was a kid in, in um, uh, grade school, my, the church I went to, if you recited all the books of the Old Testament in order, they gave you a silver dollar. How many remember those days? And then, when, then if you recited the books of the New Testament, they gave you a Bible. So, but if you find Micah, you get nothing. Just find it, all right? No reward. Just find it. But it's good to have you. So, um, Merry Christmas. You guys ready? What is today? What's the date today? Sixth? Sixth? My goodness. So, we're like, we're less than 20 days till Christmas? My goodness. Somebody went, oh, no. <laughs> Coming quick. I don't know, the Lord's just tugging my heart for a second, so I'm just, I'm actually wasting time till I see what he wants. Is that okay? Oh, gee. Hmm. Lord, you're worthy. Oh, Jesus, you're worthy. Oh, Lord Jesus, you're worthy. I believe, I believe the Lord is saying in these seasons of life that he wants you to draw close to him. You know him beyond Bible stories. Or religious ideas. To draw near. He invites you to draw near. That's what he's asking. Oh, gee. Yes, Lord. That we're not we're not Christian in, in, in just name. But practice. That you learn his presence. You know that you know the the leading and the voice of the Holy Spirit. That the story in the Bible of Jesus coming to earth, God drawing near to us, 
it's not just a distant story of the past, but, it, but it's how he works, what he desires. Draw close. Oh, Lord. Do you know, do you know that when I pray, I don't pray as if God is out there in the cosmos somewhere. I pray as if he's sitting right there with me because he is. The closeness. God draws near. When we were, when we worship, we were just worshiping. We don't worship like he's out there in the cosmos somewhere. We worship like he's right here in the room with us because he is. Think about that. That, that. God draws near. But God can draw near and you be so far from him in your heart, right? I think, I think we have to learn to pay attention. Pay attention to him. Pay attention to him. Because he's there. He desires that, that closeness. He wants it. He's a God of love. That's why. Amen? Pay, pay attention. You, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at the intimacy that you will find in him. All right. Micah chapter 5. How about we go there? So we've been taking Wednesday nights... Uh, last week, this week, and, and the next couple of weeks. And we've been looking into the Old Testament at prophecies about Jesus. And there's, there's a lot of different prophecies about Jesus that we find in the Old Testament. But we're looking at prophecies, prophecies very specifically about his birth. It's Christmas time. So the birth of Jesus is what we're focusing on uh, this month on Wednesdays and Sundays. And last week we uh, looked at a prophecy uh, from Isaiah, and tonight we're going to look at a prophecy from uh, the book of Micah, the prophet Micah. Uh, again, a little background. Um, this is the time, Micah, where, when he was a prophet, this was the time after the division of the kingdom of Israel, okay? So you have the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, right? They used to be united under, under uh, Saul and, and David and Solomon. Then Solomon's son messed it up. Solomon's son came in, if you read the story, Solomon's son came in and, and some of the people came to him and said, how are you going to treat us? And, and uh, he got some advice that you should treat them better. And he got some advice from some close people, treat them harsher. And he went the wrong way, treated them harsher. So they said, we'll see you later. He messed it up. There's a good lesson there. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about tonight, but a good lesson is just because you have authority doesn't mean you can use it any way that you want to. Just because you can doesn't mean it's a good idea. That's for another time. So we have the divided kingdom, and, and Jerusalem is in the, the southern kingdom of, of Judah. And then so this whole business of Samaria and Samaritans that we find into the New Testament, well, that's what develops in the northern kingdom of Israel, okay? That's where all that stuff comes from. Eventually, uh, the Babylonians conquer uh, the northern kingdom, 
uh, I'm sorry, the Assyrians, and then later the Babylonians come in and conquer that whole thing. You have the story of Nebuchadnezzar and David and that whole business. So Micah's a prophet during the time of the divided kingdom, and he's, he's kind of a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah. So Micah is doing what he's doing roughly 700 years before the birth of Jesus. That's a long time. Okay, long time. As we, we watched the video last week, the probabilities that a single person can fulfill all the prophecies that we find in the Old Testament in a, a way that is true is astronomical that it could happen, but it happens in Jesus. And so we find it uh, at this time that Micah chapter 5, where we're going, it's in the context of the king Hezekiah. Now, remember last week we talked about King Ahaz with, with Isaiah. King Hezekiah came after King Ahaz, okay? King Hezekiah um, is about to have a siege laid towards Judah by Assyria. Now, Isaiah also dealt with this whole business, and, and Hezekiah would eventually heed Isaiah, trust in God, and Judah would be delivered. But uh, we find where we're going to read tonight is uh, where this business of the siege and all this was, was kind of formulating. So Micah chapter 5 and verse number 1 says this. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. A siege is laid against us, against Judah. With a rod they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler of Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor will give birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, and imagine it in the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. And when the Assyrians come into the land and tread into our palaces, they will, will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes and men, and, and, and it kind of goes on from there. So again, we have a very specific time context where Micah prophesies uh, about things that are to come. And again, what's very interesting about Old Testament prophecy, it can have a very uh, time now application, but sometimes then we find a dual application that points into the future, and, and here's one of those cases. So if you notice, obviously, they're Bethlehem. And you notice then this ruler will be of, of ancient days. He's coming from old. And if you notice that he will be a shepherd, and he will uh, shepherd in the, in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. So when Micah says these things, those people begin to look for that then. Okay? But in the case of this, it didn't actually happen that way then 
As a matter of fact, this prophecy is, we'll pick this up in, in, in Matthew chapter 2 if you want to uh, turn there right now. This prophecy about this ruler coming from Bethlehem was one of the key prophecies that the people of Israel were anticipating and waiting for the Messiah to come in fulfillment of. It's one of the key ones that you find. This is one of the, the prophecies that constantly